first time that I saw Pastor Dennis, he was a youth pastor back then. He preached there something very powerful uh, about uh, Jesus, the gospel. And I'm forever thankful for men, for leaders who are there who guided us, especially when I was young. Yes, this is the last week of our Campus Sunday. And we have this series called Generationship. Basically, what we want is we want to uh, guard this culture of multi-generational relationships. Now, why is this so important, especially in our church? You see, we live in a world wherein it's so, or it's easier to cluster together according to your um, beliefs or yung mga hilig or yung mga like-mindedness natin. Kung mahilig tayo sa isang bagay, mas madaling mag-cluster together. Now, as much as social media was built to create or to connect with other people, the negative side of this, as we can see, is so, it's so easy now to cancel out other people. Ngayon na nakita na natin yung kapareho natin, hindi na natin kailangan makisali doon sa iba. It's, so, it's natural, it's easier in our world today to connect with certain people that we, are, um, we have common interests with and cancel out other people. And especially when it comes to generations, no, kitang kita yung generation gap na meron talaga tayo, na iba yung mga previous generations, sa generation namin, and even with the generation that's after me, those who are younger, na napakadali na magsama-sama. In fact, one, uh, one common thing na lang na makikita natin is the way young people use language. You know, a couple of, I think it was, it was a month ago, we did something, um, our, in our Instagram account in Every Nation Campus Green Hills, we had a couple of students who gathered all of their campus missionaries, okay? And then they said the word, tas hulaan namin kung magigets namin tong salitang to. Ito, ah, try natin. CARPS. Yan, C-A-R-P-S. Ano yung CARPS? Yan, para sa akin na millennial na medyo mahilig sa anime, ang alam ko lang na CARPS ay si Magikarp. Okay? Pokemon pa yun. Pero sa kanila, no, that's not what it means. CARPS is a shortened version or shortened uh, version of the word carpet na sinonym ng rug. At ang spelling ng rug ay R-U-G. So in short, pag sinabihan ka ng CARPS, ay tinatanong, ka ba, tinatanong kanya ng, are you game? Okay? G ka ba? Ready ka ba? Okay? Are you G? And I was like, and we were like, ano yan? Kitang-kita yung difference. <laughs> okay, more of that video, you can follow our Every Nation Campus Green Hills. But that's just one example of the differences we have with other generations, with the generation gap. Now, here's the thing. Whatever the differences are, here's one thing that I am sure of. The next generation needs preparing. They do. Okay? Hindi na dapat pinag-uusapan to. They need preparing. Preparing for life, preparing for the future, preparing to process things, preparing for the things to come. This needs to happen. The question is, who does the preparing? So let's not, okay, let's try to be more specific. Let's not think about other uh, young people first. Sige, kahit dito muna sa church natin. Who prepares our next generation? <laughs> the world or the church? And if our answer is the church, how do we properly prepare them and transition them properly so that when it's their time right now to lead and to um, take hold of our society, they will lead well. That's what we're going to look at today. 
We're going to look at, last week we looked at that transition from Saul to David. May mga ilang positive but predominantly negative transition from Saul to David. Now we're going to see how David transitioned his kingdom or the kingdom of Israel to his son, Solomon. We're going to start off by looking at 1 Chronicles 22 verse 5. It says here, for David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house that is to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent of fame and glory throughout all lands. I will therefore make preparation for it. You see, when we read this, there's a framework here. And I think when it comes to reaching the next generation too, there is a big task Sabi ni David dito kanino, uh, there is this exceedingly magnificent house. And it's not my house, it's the house of the Lord. There is a big task. And this task is not for us, for our generation's success, for the next generation's success. It's more than that. It's for the glory of God. There is a big task. We need to see that. I want all of us here to see the task of preparing the next generation as a God-ordained task. There is a big task. And there is a gap. May, may gap, okay? May, may, may puing sa gitna, okay? Ang laki nung uh, layo, okay? Solomon is young and inexperienced. And how did David respond? Did David say, ay nako, ay wala na tayong magagawa dyan. No, hopeless case na yan. What did he say? He made preparations. We are going to look at a, a key uh, some key principles on how David prepared Solomon specifically towards the latter years of David. It's found in 1 Chronicles 28. Before, but before we go there, let me just pray for all of us here. Lord, ready our hearts. I pray and I ask, spirit of humility and unity to come upon us, Lord. Lord, that we would learn to humble ourselves before you. That we would humble ourselves with each other, and that we will pursue unity in the Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. What can we see here? In First Chronicles 28, it says here, And David assembled at Jerusalem all the officials of Israel, the, the officials of the tribes, the officers of the divisions that served the king, and all the seasoned warriors. Marami pa siyang inassemble. All the mighty men and the seasoned warriors. What can we see here? At the very start, towards the latter years of David, when he was preparing to transition his kingdom to Solomon, is that he involved the community. My involvement yung community. <laughs> and why is this so important? You see, what's notable with David is, ever since he was young, he has always been surrounded by people. Siyempre yung mga kapatid niya, Samuel, and then his mighty men, there's Nathan, and he has an amazing team. And now when it comes to transitioning the kingdom to Solomon, he did it as well. He, he looked for a community. People around him. Amazing. When it comes to preparing Solomon, he didn't do it alone. And we know, we've heard this quote, lalo na pag mga baby dedications, di ba? It takes a village to raise a child and it's true. We don't have to be isolated or abdicate this role to other people. We need more people around us. And I pray, and my prayer is, the church community around us to help us raise a child. You know, on a personal note, that's how I think I was raised even as a student. Okay? I have people around me, mothers and fathers and kuyas, ates, titos, titas of Manila and Green Hills who were with me and raising me up. 
And you know, the sad part about this whole pandemic is it's so it's easier right now to isolate. It's easier right now to, you know, let's just come in together. In fact, yan yung mga bagay na namimiss namin eh. I have here a picture of Jedi and Riel, okay? The son of Pastor Alan and Ate Glenda. You know, there's a joke. Uh, we would leave Jedi uh, with them so that uh, we could date kami ni Ge, no? At yung joke dito ay, alam na ni Jedi kung nasan yung orange juice nila, Kuya Alan. <laughs> when, when Jedi goes there, he goes straight to the refrigerator and gets food. <laughs> Why am I saying this? Because it, hindi kaya ng isang family lang eh. And my prayer is, right now, most probably we can't do that. Pero sana magkaroon tayo ng desire, kailangan ko ng community, kailangan ko ng makakatulong, kailangan ko ng may makakasama sa buhay. I don't know how, it, how we would translate that to our time today. But the principle is there. We need the involvement of the community. Now, it doesn't end there. In verse 2, it says here, Then King David rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brothers and my people. I had it in my heart to build the house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord for our, and for the footstool of our God. And I, and I made preparations for the building. But God said to me, You may not build the house for my name, for you are a man of war and you have shed blood. What can we see here? What we see here is that David was sharing his big vision. Why is this important? You know, David's ultimate dream, even to the latter years of his life, is still to honor and glorify God. Nung bata siya, nakita natin last week yon. sabi niya, sino tong nang babastos sa honor at glory ni God? Okay? And now, towards the end of his life, he was sharing the vision, I want to honor God. I want to build something for God. I want to, I want to do this for God. And this big vision is so tied up with his uh, heart of worship and with his faith. Question, does our kids or the next generation still see to us our, the current generation, mga 25 years old and above, okay? Do they still see us dream big dreams? Do we still communicate this big vision we got from God? Kumbaga parang, uh, do they still see us tackle big things by faith? Do they hear us still dream and trust God? Na, na, napapasa kasi yung attitude of faith. What else? In verse 9, it says here, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Be careful now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. David was issuing a challenge and a warning. Wag tayo matakot to challenge the next generation and to warn them also. He was challenging the next generation. Do it. It's a big task. Be strong. And I want to warn you. Seek Him. If you don't, you will experience hardships and life sobrang irap because you're standing against the will of God. Let us not be afraid to challenge and warn the next generation. My consequence ang kasalanan. But let's just not focus on the warning, but challenge them for godliness and righteousness. Which leads me to this, na medyo similar, no? In verse 20, it says here, Then David said to Solomon his song, Be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. For the Lord God 
Even my God is with you. He will not leave you or forsake you until all the work of the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Wow. Could you imagine that? David was encouraging the next generation. Encouraging. You know, it's amazing how young people can do big things just because someone encouraged them and guided them. It's amazing how their potential will be unleashed the, the things that they could do when there is someone who would encourage them. You know, I, I have here a picture of uh, some people who helped me. That's Tito Bonnie, Tito Stella, si Kuya Randel, Bosco Dati, <laughs> Kuya Marlon, Ate Mila, yung mga San Agustin, Tita Emmy. Different generations, different families, different background. But at one point in my life, they gave encouragement. Hindi naman natin kailangan maging Kristiyano to hear negative trash words. But it takes faith. It takes conviction. It takes the Spirit of God. It takes us, when we experience God, to say it and encourage it to the next generation. I'm thankful for these people. And for every one of us here who's watching, who has an experience of someone maybe older in the faith or maybe older in terms of age, who has encouraged you. My plea for you is this. Encourage the next generation also. Wag natin puro, akin na to, oy, na, at least na-overcome na, na ko na yan. Ewan ko ba dito sa mga next generation na to? No. If we've overcome it, let's, let's quote-unquote pay it forward by encouraging other people as well. Speak into their life. To look at the purposes of God instead of the current situation. To look at the uh, will of God in that person's life. To have eyes of faith instead of just looking at the current situation. Not in the picture, I suddenly remember Jason Law. Okay? Angasar ko sa kanya si Boss Jason. I would remember when I was, I think one year after I graduated, he would come to me and he would say, Bro, you are going to speak. You don't see it now, but you will. You will preach, you will talk. Tapos parang ako, okay. No. Feeling ko sinasabi niya naman yan sa lahat ng mga tao. Eh. And every time he would see me, he would say that, bro, you're going to speak. You're going to lead. Parang ako, okay. And slowly those words bear into fruit. I'm thankful for those people. Marami pa, hindi lang kasha dyan. I believe right now, there are big dreams in the hearts of our students. They just need someone to call it out. I also believe that some of our students don't know what God has for them. And someone has to call it out. Let us encourage them as well. In, in chapter 29, verse 2, what, what else can we see here? So I have provided for the house of my God so far as I was able, the gold of the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and then uh, David would say all the other valuable things and all sorts of precious stones and marbles. What can we see here? What we see here is we prepare the next generation by making provisions for them. Material, financial. Now, I wouldn't dwell much here compared to the other principles because pag sinabi natin preparing the next generation, di ba totoo, ito naman yung una natin naisip in terms of finances. We have parents na ganun, o basta napaaral ko, napakain ko, may bubong, may damit, nakakapag-aral, nagawa ko ng part ko. Now, it's true. This is so important. In fact, of all the things that I'll be sharing right now, there are only two physical, tangible things na may iwan talaga natin eh. 
the community, and a couple of provision. Now, there, there's so many things that can be said here. <laughs> na hindi pang dito sa preaching nito. A lot more details can be said here. But the crucial thing is this: naganda si David to the best that he can sa sa paraan na makakaya niya. As far as I was able, sabi niya. Every single parent out there, okay, knows that it is really expensive to have a child. But I want to tell you this: it is worth it when we prepare them to reach out or to grow in God's purposes. I want to encourage you to not just look at the amount, but look at what we do in the whole narrative of God, in the story of His story throughout the whole mankind. What else can we see? In verse 19 of chapter 29, he says here, Grant Solomon, my son, a whole heart that he may keep your commandments, your testimonies, and your statutes, performing all that he, had, that he may build the palace for which I have made provision. It's also this. Prayers. Let's prepare the next generation with our prayers. I cannot overemphasize the power of a praying parent. Do not delegate this. Do not pass this to us campus missionaries. Do not pass this to the victory group leaders or for the pastors. Let's pray for them. Not just because it's campus Sunday. Not just because they're sick. Not just because they ha- there's a problem. No, we pray for them because the devil wants to destroy them. But we claim the authority over our young people. We pray for them. Lay hands on them. Bless them. Declare God's purposes for them. Prayers. We prepare the next generation when we pray. There is power with this. Do not underestimate this. David did this towards the end. He made, there was a long prayer. Hindi ko na mababasa, no? Chapter 29, David's prayer there, there was amazing. Okay? But the majority of that prayer was directed to God. And then towards the end, he said, For Solomon. Imagine the, if that's the framework of our prayers also. Lord, and dami mong blines sa akin. And Lord, I pray for the next generation. Last principle that I want us to see here. In verse 23, Then Solomon sat on the throne of the Lord as king in place of David his father, and he prospered and all Israel obeyed him. Lastly, after making that, those preparations, we need to let them lead. We need to let them lead. Whatever we think of the young people today, whether we like it or not, they will take our place. And we need to prepare them. The world sees this right now and are making adjustments to it. There's this article that says um, how millennials and Generation Z will change work. Most favorable sa flexible work hours, off-site work, arrangements, most open sa freelancers. It's going to change how workplace is done. Millennials and the gen- generation Z, the one after that. The world sees this already na may epekto. May gagawin yung next generation. We need to see it as well. It's been said in Psalm uh, 127, I think, verses 4 to 5, that children are like arrows. Diba? After muhasain, after muihanda, arrows are not meant to be just kept there. It's meant to be released. You know, I'm still far from it. Uh, wala pa namang five years old si Jedi. I can only see this at work through some of our leaders who are in church, who has been part of generations of faith. 
I want to tell you this. I know there are stories of young people falling out of faith when they grow up. But I want to tell you this. There are also stories of young people who does not. Their faith looks different or li- is lived out differently, but it's the same faith. It's the same passion. Ibalang itsura. And I want all of us here to be encouraged by that. Minsan nalulungkot tayo kasi hindi kagaya natin kung paano yung faith ng next generation. And it frustrates us. It's as if we're saying, dapat ganito, dapat ganito. Now, I want to encourage you. I believe God has prepared these young people. And when we see younger generations who has this faith, I hope for us, even for me, I want to learn how the parents did this. I want to be encouraged by that. I want to get impartation from them. Because time will come that the students right now that I'm reaching out, those 13, 14, 15 years old, Jedi, 10, 20 years from now, they will lead. Now, but what's the framework of all these things? Alam ko madami yung principles, no? But if, if I were to summarize this, if you look at chapter 28, these words, of the Lord and for the Lord, keeps on coming up. Ten times of the Lord and uh, I think for the Lord is four times. So in short, sa Tagalog, ni Lord at kay Lord. Vision ito ni Lord. Mission to ni Lord. Para ito kay Lord. And that's the conviction of David. It's not on me. I'm working with God. This is for God. This is of the Lord. And I want all of us here to know if you are a parent, we have a divine call from the Lord. And we're doing it for the Lord. And it's for the glory of the Lord. It's not just for us. Kahit naman hindi ka parent, no? Uh, this message is for the current generation. 25 years old and above. If we want to reach out the next generation, we need to remember na hindi naman sa atin nag-originate to eh. It's from God. In fact, the conviction of David was this. In First Chronicles 17, Kaya pala ang tapang ni David sa lahat ng mga prayers niya. Kasi ito yung backstory niyan. May sinabi na pala si Lord sa kanya. 17 verse 10, Moreover, I declare to you that the Lord will build you a house. When your days are fulfilled to walk with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your sons, um, and will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for me and I will establish his throne forever. I will be to him as a father and he will be to me as a son. I will not take my steadfast love from him as I took it from who was before you, but I will confirm him in, your, in my house and in my kingdom forever and this throne shall be established forever. The confidence of David was the promise of God to his life. Yung conviction ni David, kaya pala ganun siya ka-excited kasi nangako si Lord sa kanya. He heard God. It didn't lead him to be too controlling or too enabling, but he was just obeying God. I want to encourage every parents out there, like me, makipag-partner po tayo kay Lord. Let's partner with the Lord. Let's seek God's will for our child. Minsan kasi tayo yung may sariling plano. 
But I want to encourage all of us here. Seek God's will for our child. Yan yung panghahawakan natin. Lord, I heard from you. Lord, I've prayed this with you. Lord, I'm claiming this from you because I've experienced you. You know, while reading this, Solomon is one of those kings na parang medyo biased to, no? medyo favorite ko. And I, I can't help to imagine, maybe David was remembering Solomon's other name. Para sa mga hindi familiar, no, may isa pang pangalan si Solomon. Ang isa pang pangalan ni Solomon, Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord. And it can't, you know, I, I can't, uh, get it off my head. Maybe David was imagining, I've done stupid, sinful things in the past. And here was God reminding me, in the middle of all my sins, you are still beloved of the Lord. Jedidiah. And I want to pray for, I want to claim this for all of us here. As parents, madami tayong nagawang mali. Even right now, mapakristyano ka man, hindi, wala namang perfect na parent. But I want you to remember this. That's the gospel. We've experienced love and grace undeserved. That's why we can do this also to the next generation. I want to encourage every single parent out there, run back, run back to God. <laughs> Seek Him. Love God. Trust Him. Minsan gusto natin, oh, para sa mga anak natin yan. Umatan ka sa church, para sa'yo yan. Kailangan mo yan. Hindi po, kailangan natin to. <laughs> we need this. As parents. Now, for the younger generation, how did Solomon respond to all these things? In Second Chronicles 1, verses 8 to 10, it's this. And Solomon said to God, You have shown great and steadfast love to David my father and have made me king in his place. O Lord God, let your word to David, my father, be now fulfilled, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Lord, okay? Give me now wisdom and knowledge. Give me now wisdom and knowledge to go out and, and come in before this people, for who can govern this people of yours, which is so great. What did Solomon do? He embraced the faith, and he asked God to encounter him specifically. For the next generation. Yes, we can admire the faith and the passion of those who are ahead of us. But I want to challenge you. Hindi nalalao si God. I want you to pray and challenge God. Lord, I want to experience you. Lord, I want you to be my God. You've helped David, but I'm Solomon. I need you, Lord. He had a personal conviction. He made the faith personal. Hindi lang to dahil uh, uh, God-believer si David, so dapat God-believer na rin ako. Hindi ganun. Solomon says, No, I want to know you. I want to know you as a God. It wasn't just passed on. It wasn't just required. He encountered it. And you know what? God shaped him and raised up Solomon. Now, I want to say Solomon's not perfect. Um, if you're familiar with the book of Ecclesiastes, marami siyang sinabi doon na ginawa niyang mga mali. Okay? But at the end of it, we can see the faithfulness of God and David's seeds na plinant niya when he was younger, they played a part there. For the younger generation, 24 years old and below, I want you to do this. To know 
and experience Jesus now. In fact, kahit ano pang generation mo, I want all of us here to know and experience Jesus now. We don't just pass trends or we don't just, you know, adapt to the latest changing landscape. No, we seek and we put our trust to the eternal things that does not change. I want to end with this and I want to pray for all of us here. I'm going to read here a prayer coming from the Book of Common Prayer. And for the children or for those people who are younger, 24 pa baba, I want all of us here to pray for our guardians. Yung mga mas 25 years old at pataas. And I want all of us here to pray for them. If you could just lay your hands on them. I'm going to read the prayer here and we're going to end in prayer also. It says here, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, you have blessed us with the joy and care of children. Give us calm strength and patient wisdom as we bring them up that we may teach them to love whatever is just and true and good, following the example of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now for the younger people, if you are around younger people, I want to pray, declare this prayer to every young people out there. God our Father, you see your children growing up in an unsteady and confusing world. Show them that your ways give more life than the ways of the world and that following you is better than chasing after selfish goals. Help them to take failure, not as a measure of their worth, but as a chance for a new start. Give them strength to hold their faith in you and to keep alive their joy in your creation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I want to declare this to all of us here. Malachi 4 verses 5 to 6. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord and he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Lord, you heard those prayers. My prayer is right now that there's just a spirit of reconciliation that's going to happen within our church, within generational, gener- the generations inside our church, God. Those older and those younger will come together and our hearts will be turned towards each other and not to, uh, away from each other. Holy Spirit, I decree and declare that there is going to be a spirit of unity that's going to come of humility that we will submit to each other as you have submitted yourself to us to save us from our sins, God. Lord, I pray even today that we will learn to love, that we will learn to forgive, that we will make allowance for each other's faults, that we will learn to enjoy, that we will learn to appreciate, that we will learn to live not just for our generations or yung like-minded people na meron kami, but for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless all of us here, and I hope you were ministered by that. We hope to see you again next week for our church online.